Hey, guildies, it's time for another Knights of the Guild podcast. This is episode number 37, and I have some fun interviews for you today. Like Once again, the format's going to be a little bit different. I'm still trying to figure out this new format that I'm doing. The podcast will be much shorter. I figure the fans normally like really quick podcasts. I'll just try to do them more often. So you're not getting one a month. You'll maybe get three or four a month, just a lot shorter, maybe 15 to 30 minutes. So that way, we'll see how that works. You know, if you guys like it, go ahead and email me at knightsoftheguild at gmail.com. Let me know. If you don't like it, go ahead and email me and say you prefer longer ones. I'm still trying to play with it. Since it is the holidays, I am solo. Uh, Everybody is extremely busy, so I didn't want to hold off on getting a podcast out to you guys. So I figured I would do this by myself. So let's go ahead and get started with the show. First up, I have some what the cast is up to. Uh, several of the cast members sent in some updates on their lives, and I want to share with you guys. First one is from Fernando Chen, who obviously plays Wade Wade on Season 2. He says, Hey, Kenny, hope you're great. Well, I'm 100% recovered from my spinal fusion surgery. Took almost eight months, but so worth it. The first time in five years I can walk and stand without pain. Just starting auditioning and taking meetings again. Recently coordinated the new Santa Gold music video for all you audiophiles. Sideways smiley face. I didn't know who she was, then looked her up and found that I've heard almost all her songs. Recently went to work for Tom Williams, he's the guild stunt coordinator, on his feature film, To Have and To Hold. It was a blast getting back in the mix and moving again. Got a couple small gigs on CSI and House of Lies, but really just trying to get myself back on track. I'm in Toronto now, working and visiting my 98-year-old grandma. Spend time with those you love while you still can. I'm sleeping on the floor of her studio apartment like I did when I was 12, lol. Let's hope 2012 will be a big year. Take care, and hi to all the listeners. Thanks, Fernie. Glad things are getting back on track for you. Look forward to seeing your future projects. So uh, keep us all updated. Next one is from Felicia. Says, hi, dear. Just wanted to mention Geek and Sundry. And that next spring, there's going to be a ton of new stuff out. Wait and see what Cam and I have in store. And you can check out the website at geekandsundry.com. That's G-E-E-K-A-N-D. S-U-N-D-R-Y dot com for ways to keep up, especially the mailing list, which will be the first place we'll announce everything. Have a lovely holiday. X-O-O-X, Felicia. Thanks, Felicia. Look forward to what you guys are going to be doing with this Geek and Sundry. I really don't know much about it, so I'm excited to hear uh, all the details. So hopefully spring can't get here soon enough. Well, that's going to do it for our What the Cast are up to. Hopefully next time we'll get a few more updates. I know the cast is extremely busy running around, so I love when they can shoot me an email every once in a while to let the listening audience know what's happening. All right, we're going to move on to a really cool interview. I dug deep into my archives of audio that I've taken over the past, what, four years now, and I found a whole set of interviews that I did uh, for the Season 2 DVD extras. So uh, I figured, why not play the entire thing? Because we only use bits and pieces. So there were a lot of questions I asked that uh, never made it to um, the DVD. So I thought it would be fun to play him in their raw format. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to start up with Robin Thorson, who plays Calera. And this is, like I said, this is they just finished shooting Season 2. 
um, and had not come out yet. So this is only season one under their belt. They they shot season two and we were waiting to premiere it. So let's go ahead and take a listen to what Robin had to say way back when between seasons one and two. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> All right. So if you can start with just give me your name and your character name. Um, I'm Robin Thorson, and I play Clara. Great. And are you surprised by the popularity of the guild? I yes, yes, I am. I think um, it's just the the show itself has gotten huge, and the you know audience has probably like quadrupled since last season. So I, I, it's really neat. It's it's just awesome to see. Wait, so how has Clara changed in season one? Clara has, oh geez, um, Clara has changed dramatically, <laughs> I think, from season one to two. Um, this season was, was actually a lot of fun to do because, you know, Felicia Day turned uh, Clara into one hot mess, I think. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, she goes through all these different emotions and basically she's just inebriated the entire the entire time, so that was fun to do. <laughs> um, how is it working with the children? Oh goodness, um, the children, the children. I like that. The little children. Um, they they were great. I mean, all of them. It's funny because all of them have grown up so much since the last season. So what Blake I think is walking now and all that crazy stuff and. You know, it was fun, especially when when they they were running in, you know, and the cords were flying everywhere. That was that was good. It was it was fun. Great. Um, where would you like to see the character of Claire in the future of their uh, future seasons? Um, I think that <laughs> Clara. Let's see. Um, future episodes or future, you know, the seasons. I think she's gonna. There's gonna be some sort of reprimand. For what happened, I think, uh, the la- on the last episode. We can talk about that, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, she makes out, so, <laughs> with uh, somebody, and um, she's married. So, I think, you know, there's going to be something with that. Okay. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> um, how have fans reacted to Clara? I think, well, I mean, who doesn't like Clara? I think fans love her, and she's just a kook. So, it you know, yeah, it's but, good. I mean, she was a fan favorite in season one. <clears throat> I mean, True, loved her. Oh. they seem to like her even more now. Right, hey, I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, it's it's great. Good fan response, I guess. Um, how has production changed from season one to season two? Uh, I think production has changed dramatically <laughs> since uh, season one to two. Um. It's funny because The Guild was actually my first kind of film experience. And I thought last season was, I mean, awesome from my point of view. But, you know, it was a small crew, low, low, low budget, you know. And now it's like crew mania. And, you know, we're sponsored by Microsoft. So (laughs) that's pretty awesome. (laughs) And we're getting paid. Hey. That's a pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so the guild were guests at last year's BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. How was that whole experience of the panel, the autographs, the fans? Oh, BlizzCon. Um, I think that f- for me, BlizzCon was almost surreal because 
it there was just it's like a subculture i think there's just all these <laughs> um the people at blizzcon i mean are hilarious I, I i love it i think they feel so passionately about you know world of warcraft and all those games that they're in it to win it when it comes to this stuff. And, um, I, I mean, the panel was awesome. That was so cool. And I think they said they had to, um, like, cut off people from coming in because there were so many, you know, a lot of crowds, which was awesome. And I think there was, like, an hour wait to meet us, which I couldn't believe. It's like, you want to take my picture? Cool, let's do it, you know? So it was, it was just really fun, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, now, I know you're not a gamer like the other cast members. Right. Um, do you find it hard sometimes understanding what's being said in the scripts? I find it incredibly difficult <laughs> to uh, understand what's uh, going on. But, you know, when we do the read-throughs, Felicia and everyone else is kind enough to say, look, it's DPS, and that means... I don't know what... Even, I don't even know what that means right now, so... <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, damage per second. Oh, okay, damage per second, thank you. See? Right there, always, to the rescue. <laughs> Do you have any favorite scenes from season two? Um, I think the parties, uh, the party scenes were tons of fun to do. Um, and I think when Clara just gets schnockered um, at, at home, like the whole kitchen scene was tons of fun to do. And uh, I mean, she's just a mess the entire, <laughs> the entire uh, season. So it was fun to do. Cool. Yeah. And for my last question, um, can you just kind of describe the different actors and characters? Just what you like about them? Okay. Like everybody? What we yeah. do? Okay. The, the five major people. Okay. Um, well, Amy plays Tink, and she's kind of, I mean, let's call it Spade a Spade. She's kind of bitchy, um, but she's cuter than snot, so <laughs> she's awesome. Um, Vince plays Blades. And uh, he's the young, you know, kind of pain in the ass. I'm cursing quite a bit. I apologize. <laughs> okay. Um, he's a little, yeah, a little pain. Um, uh, who else? Zabu is played by, or Sandy plays Zabu. And um, he's the, uh, how would you describe Zabu? <laughs> um a stalker? I don't know. He just is in love with Codex. And uh, there you go. Codex. Uh, Felicia plays um, the main character, and she's kind of a neurotic, you know, mess. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, who's, who's last? Vork. Vork. I don't even know who's in the, who. Where am I right now? Um, <laughs> um, Jeff plays Vork, and he's the leader of the guild. And... Um, very straight laced. He's also hilarious. I think he's great. So. Cool. Wasn't that great? I love listening to those older interviews just because, you know, it's funny to hear, you know, where they think their character is going to go or how they, you know, at that moment in time. Because that was like three years ago before the guild was really, really, it was just starting to go big. So, um,. Really, really cool stuff. And I have more interviews from other cast members that I will be playing from time to time. So look forward to those. 
Now we have my final interview, and it's with the lovely Kim. Not Kim the producer, but Kim, our makeup artist. She's the lead makeup artist for pretty much seasons four and five. We go ahead and uh, we sit down and we talk about season five makeup. There was a lot of costumes, a lot of stuff going on, and um, she had some really cool things to say. So let's go ahead and take a listen to that interview. Hey guys, I have a very special guest with me today. We have Kim Grassick, and she is the key makeup artist for season five. Welcome to the podcast. Well, hey there. And we're just going to jump right in. Let's go ahead and start with episode one. I don't think anything, this was just regular show makeup. Yeah, most of the episodes were strictly just beauty, clean makeup for both uh, Felicia and the ladies and uh, the rest of the fellas. Yeah. Now, you don't go too far. It's beauty makeup for the women, right? Yeah, it's very simple beauty makeup. Uh, it's clean just so they look good and uh, the fellas just to keep them a little uh, non-shiny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you don't go too excessive. No. But now you do have to do you have to elaborate the makeup to be seen on camera? Um or do you take that into account? We take into account that we're filming on H D. Mm-hmm. So uh, I make sure that we're covered on the H D basis so that uh, everyone looks flawless. Yeah, and it can't be caked. No, it's very, it. very minimal. It's a lot different. Yeah. Nowadays with HD. It is, and we just bring out their normal beauty. Great, great. How about, uh, did you uh, do anything with Blades' shirtlessness? Uh, we did. did uh, really? He has a brief moment, and uh, we, uh, we added a little abs in. He's working on it, so we, uh, we just accentuated nice. just no, a little no makeup, bit more. No covering all the... No, uh, well, his, yeah, we, we put a little uh, foundation on his chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you did give him the abs, so those aren't we, really his abs. No, he has got, he's working on it, but we, uh, we just accentuated slightly. Gotcha, great. Have you done webcams before? Uh, we di- we filmed two so far. Okay, so is there makeup different because she's talking directly to the camera? No, it's just really lighting on that one. So, okay, yeah. so it's not really makeup. No, it's just based. a normal makeup. Normal what we shot for the rest of the scenes. Okay. No, most of it's uh, for most of the season. The makeup crazy one is uh, Tink. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Tink because she's in several different outfits. She does. She is. She's under disguise, and uh, she has. I want to say she has about six different changes throughout okay. the season. Do you want to start with one of them, and then we'll just talk uh, about her first one that we did is she is an anime. Mm-hmm. Um, Which just so happens that Codex is that same anime. Well, later. what we've done for uh, Codex later on is she's bits and pieces of all of Tink's uh, costumes. Gotcha. So. Felicia is currently wearing Amy's anime wig, mm-hmm. her superhero outfit, mm-hmm. and her plushy feet. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, Amy has, um, she is an anime. Mm-hmm. She is a superhero. <laughs> she is Godzilla. She's Robin Hood. She is Marie Antoinette. And I want to say there's another one. I'm trying to think, I think. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so now, is, are any of them heavy makeup, or is it just beauty makeup again? Um, all of hers are pretty heavy makeups. We, for most of them, we kind of, we went a little more cartoonish mm-hmm. on almost all these makeups. We pumped up some crazy colors. Um, usually her hair is just down and kind of wavy. Some of it, we went super straight. Some of them, she's in wigs. Yeah. And then some of it, she's got cute little spiral curls in her hair. Um, makeup, we've gone purple. We've gone green. Uh, we've glued on some little rhinestones here and there, so yeah. she's full out okay. character. Let's talk about her Marie Antoinette. 
outfit? Her Marie Antoinette outfit um, is actually just a pretty simple makeup um, with a cute little hairdo. We originally had a wig. Oh, so that, is that her real hair? That is her real hair. We originally had a powdered wig for her, but it uh, didn't work out. Okay. So we had to cut that. So her hair is just up with a couple ringlets. That's yeah. her hair. Yeah. Um, her makeup on that one is just a soft, simple one. We didn't want to go too crazy with Marie Antoinette. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, her outfit's kind of crazy. Yeah, her outfit's a little over the top. So we kind of let the face speak for itself. But um, her anime, I want to say, is her craziest makeup. And why is that? Uh, we airbrushed her. We added rhinestones. Uh, it's just a full-out cartoon painting on her face. Yeah. Yeah. Was that fun to do? Yes. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't have fun going crazy on a beautiful face? Yeah. yeah. Great. And let's go ahead and discuss. I think all we have is really the big uh, costume ball. Yeah, the costume so ball. Let's go ahead and talk about the costume ball. Alrighty. Um, let's go ahead and start with Zabu. That's a fun one. Zabu is my favorite. <laughs> uh, he, unfortunately, has turned into a beautiful little butterfly. Yeah. Um, and with him, I didn't want him to be too feminine, the fact that he's wearing a female little butterfly outfit with wings. So we went a little earthy, and we airbrushed um, kind of a little uh, pattern on his face. Yeah, which looked great. Thanks. How long does it take to do that? Uh, it only takes maybe 15 minutes really to airbrush. Fun. Yeah. It's just, it looks really elaborate. It, I have a stencil. We cut oh. out a stencil, so it doesn't take too long. It's a little hand painting, a little airbrushing, and then a little speck of glitter yeah. um, on Felicia's demand <laughs> uh, to uh, over-the-top it. So, yeah. yeah. Great. And then uh, let's go ahead and talk about Vork's Chewbacca outfit. Bork's Chewbacca outfit is pretty amazing. It's uh, the found objects from the hotel room. And I think that, honestly, this is uh, the first time in five seasons that he has anything other than a normal, clean face. Yeah. Uh, we've, we discussed it for a while, and we decided, he's playing Chewbacca. Let's give him a little something. So yeah. he's got just a little bit of face painting. It's kind of childish. It kind of... Yeah, it's, like it's mascara on the black nose. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like he went into Tink's makeup bag and went to town. It's yeah. kind of what we went for on that. So yeah. Yeah. he should be... Uh, Quite entertaining to watch. Great. And let's go ahead and talk about, I know you discussed this previously, but I'll just get it for this section. Talk about Felicia and Codex's mismatch of all. Yeah. We, uh, we put her in Tink's anime wig, which actually works really great on, on uh, Codex. And then um, we decided her makeup was going to be the superhero Okay. Amy's super, uh, Tink superhero makeup, which is a uh, smoky purple eye mm-hmm. um, and just clean skin. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Robin. She's gorgeous. Gorgeous. I mean, the outfit alone, I know you're not involved with that. Yeah, but no. The makeup, she, the hair, and everything. She is in steampunk, which if you don't know what that is, you should definitely look it up. It's some fun stuff. Yeah. But uh, we, since she's got that amazing blonde hair, we just kind of, we decided let's go crazy. Let's make it big. Um, let's put some curls in it. It's gorgeous. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's over the top. It's like a mixture of Gwen Stefani and like period piece yes. hair. It's amazing. I love that whole era though. Yeah. Victorian yeah. Era. It's, it, it works for her yeah. and she's got the cute little hat that we've pinned on yeah. and then her makeup is just really earthy tones over the top. Yeah. 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 She's got some copper and it pops out her blue eyes and she just looks Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You guys really outdid yourself with makeup. I got a good team. (laughs) (laughs) Man, uh, let's see. Who else did I miss? Oh, Blades. Blades. This is kind of funny because Blades has, he's a pirate. 
for almost every episode. He's got his his. Oh, that's right. We didn't talk about that. Either. Yeah, he. It's his basic pirate he's had for seasons, yeah. which is just the eyeliner, and he wears his eye patch. Yeah. Um, he actually is in just plain makeup. Yeah. He's the only one out of the entire group who is. You know, yeah, yeah, of yeah. everyone else. Yeah. So he he's kind of bummed. He uh, saw me doing, uh, you know, Zabu's yeah. butterfly, and he was kind of bummed that it wasn't him. Uh, so uh, maybe next season he'll get something a little crazier. You never know. All right, and uh, let's one more time. Let's talk about Tink and her Antoinette. That's what Tink and her Marie Antoinette. Yeah, her costume uh, ball outfit is Marie Antoinette. Uh, simple makeup, just soft and pretty, mm-hmm. with her little ringlet curls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love her hair up. Yeah, her you hair up. See it down. Yeah, her hair is almost always down. I think the only time that it's up this season is as Marie Antoinette, yeah. and then when she's wearing a wig. Yeah. Um, because Godzilla, it's down. Yeah. It's pulled back and rather messy because she has to pull off a mask, which yeah. is pretty great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and her superhero, it's down and curly, yeah. so... Yeah. Let's talk about another uh, uh, beauty that joined our team, Erin uh, Gray. Erin Gray. So, uh... A gorgeous woman. Yeah. She uh, She's playing Madeline, and we just kept her in a, a nice beauty makeup. Yeah. She's uh, glamorous. She's supposed to be a uh, old uh, TV star, so we brought that out of her. Yeah. Yeah. Which wasn't much... I mean, she is, and that was not hard she work. She a famous... She is, and she is absolutely gorgeous to boot for her. a woman of her age. It's just wrong. Okay, another really cool addition for this season is the steampunk. Uh, We had uh, Marissa Mm -hmm. and uh, Jillian and Doug. Yeah. So let's just pick one of those, and let's do Marissa first. Marissa joined us for a day down at the Long Beach Convention Mm -hmm. Center, and we just went to town. She had some of the best wardrobe I've ever seen for steampunk. Um and because she was only with us one day, I got to go whatever I wanted. Yeah. I didn't have to think about continuity. I didn't have to match it. So, and she got to wear all the cute little hats. Yeah. So we went to town. We. She was gorgeous. We pin curled the hair. We pinned it. We fluffed it. Yeah. Yeah. And she had the dark, smoky eyes with a great little lip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. It, it was incredible. If she looks, I mean, she looks like a portrait. Really did an incredible job. This Thanks. With, you know, because I know you and Wardrobe are team. Mm. So, you know, you guys discuss what Yeah, you Kristen and, uh... Make sure you know, your makeup is matching what she's wearing. What she's wearing matches your, you know... Yeah, Kristen and I spent some time emailing and talking before we started shooting. Yeah. Um, kind of going over what looks were going to be what. Yeah. Um, and then I did, I did quite a bit of research. I didn't really know what steampunk was until uh, I had read it in the script. So yeah. I definitely wanted to keep true to what it actually is. Yeah. Uh, I, hope, I hope that all the steampunkers out there kind of uh, <laughs> agree yeah. and think that it's, it's, it's pretty yeah. on par. So. Yeah. Now, completely different than uh, Marissa was uh, uh, Jillian mm-hmm. uh, Lizette. Lizette is very nude in her. She's, I mean, we we did a beauty makeup on her yeah. just to keep her soft and pretty, but she's more of a uh, understated. Androgynous yeah, of, very androgynous. Yeah, I mean, her outfits are very yeah. on the line, so we wanted to keep her hair and makeup very simple, very clean, yeah. um, but definitely Victorian in its cleanness. Yeah. And now let's go talk about Doug. Doug. Uh, this is probably the least gluing that Doug has ever had in his entire career. 
Uh, we've worked together a couple times, and yeah, we discussed it. This and is the first time people are gonna see it yeah, I, I mean, the last project Doug and I were on, he spent three hours in the chair with a prosthetic. Yeah. Uh, this time, the only gluing he had was his amazing mustache. Yeah. Um, Doug and I talked about that before we started shooting. He really wanted one. I was gonna say, who? Yeah, what was the decision? It started out with Felicia and Doug and I. We we started talking about it, and. Uh, a lot of the photographs of steampunk had these amazing, yeah. you know, curl mustaches. And I said, you know what, I'll make one. It's not a big deal. So we, uh, I went and got one. We curl, I curled it up. Doug loves it. Uh, only when we were in the costume ball do we add any real makeup to Doug. So he's pretty much... Yeah, he's, he's pretty much clean makeup through the entire season until the costume ball. Costume ball, we kind of did a little accentuating. Yeah. A little eyeliner. We kind of we kind of took him over the top. Yeah, yeah. And one last thing. Let's talk about Tink's family. Um, most of it's basic makeup, but this last scene with them in their geisha outfits. The geisha ones we were super excited about. Um, we originally were going to do, we had twins, mm-hmm. and we were originally going to do their hair, their real hair up as a geisha mm-hmm. and do a full geisha traditional makeup. Um, so going to do the white face? We were going to do the whole shebang. Yeah. You know, everyone knows there's a story. It's been told. Uh, (laughs) Things changed, and we have this great girl, Leslie, who came in and is now playing the twins. Um, But because of the shooting, we had to have another girl there as a body double. So I styled up a couple wigs as geisha wigs um, that... We were able to swap back and forth, and then also the ones slightly different. They are, you know, which sisters. Yeah, we did one for Tara, and then one for Lara. Lara. Um, We wanted to make them slightly distinguishable because throughout the other episodes, they are exactly alike except for wardrobe. So we wanted to give them just a small difference this time around. And then because we couldn't do the same face, what we did is uh, Greg in art department made up a couple masks so that way we could be like, okay, here's one, here's the other. It was a great fix. It it worked for it. It was quick because it it all happened within days. So we, we literally had two days on our two days off yeah. to uh, make this work. Yeah. So in two days off, I made two geisha wigs, and <laughs> he made some masks. So it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. And let's talk about Edith. Edith. Or yeah. Yeah. Um, Lisa. It's, very, it's not as geisha. I thought it should be more white. She has the little lips. Yeah. And some eye makeup. We we thought about that for a while. We originally were going to go full fledged, but then we started thinking about it. She's the mom. Would she? She's kind of this Midwest mom. Would yeah. we? Would she really have the skill or time or you know to go over the top? Yeah. So we thought, well, we'll pale her out slightly. We dusted her lightly with a, a white powder, and then we went with the eye. We decided to do the little geisha pink, yeah. and then and then the little red lip, yeah. and we thought that was pretty good. And we just bumped up her hair a little bit with a few accessories, mm-hmm. um, and it reads for her. It's not it's not unbelievable yeah, that yeah. it's something she would have she accomplished on her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Well, I really appreciate you chatting with me. It was mm-hmm. a great time. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks, Kim. I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me. Really, really cool stuff. I always find all that behind the scenes so interesting, and I'm so glad I can bring it to our listeners. All right, so I think that's going to do it. Like I said, it's down and dirty, quick and easy. 
These podcasts are going to go really, really quick, and hopefully I will get more of them out to you guys with some really cool behind-the-scenes interviews and just kind of giving you updates on what's going on in the Guild world. Now that we're on hiatus and hoping for a Season 6, hopefully you guys are turning to the podcast more for news and information and spread the word that the Guild does have an official podcast and that uh, we bring some really cool behind-the-scenes information to you guys. You can go ahead and find us all over the Internet. You can go to knightsoftheguild.com. That's our main website. We have a blog at knightsoftheguild.blogspot.com. We also have a fan page on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash knightsoftheguild. You can find us on Twitter. That's the best way to keep up of all the going on on Twitter on uh, for our podcast. It's at Knights of Guild. There is no the. We have a Zazzle store. We have a Cafe Press store. We're just all over the place. And if you want to follow me personally, I'm at GeekyFanboy on Twitter. And we would love to get feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Let us know what's going on in your life. What you your favorite characters. What you thought of Season 5. Go ahead and send those comments to Knights of the Guild at gmail.com. We also love feedback and reviews on iTunes. That helps put our podcast into certain groups when you guys give us reviews. So go ahead and do that. Just go over to iTunes, type in Knights of the Guild, and give us hopefully a five-star review. All right, I think that's going to do it. So until next time, this is Kenny. Take care. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Howdy, Guild fans. Derek here from the Pixar Podcast. If you're listening to this, that means you probably are a fan of The Guild, the hit web series. And logically, that would also probably mean you like Felicia Day. Which means you probably have also seen her other web series, Joss Whedon's Dr. Horrible Singalong Blog. Well, did you know that Joss Whedon was one of the screenwriters for Toy Story? And that Andrew Stanton, director of Wally and Finding Nemo, called his screenplay to the film Buffy the Vampire Slayer one of the best screenplays ever written? Well, that's just one of the many amazing things you'll find out about Pixar when you listen to the Pixar podcast. We do a news episode every week to keep you up to date on all things Pixar. And in addition to that, we also have fun special feature episodes where we feature interviews and other fun discussions about Pixar. So if you love Pixar and want to check us out, find us in the iTunes store by searching the Pixar podcast or go to www.thepixarpodcast.com. Thanks. We all love the Buffyverse and it means something to each of us. It was a show about people. I identified with Xander, of course. Upside Down and Halfway to Happy Land explores the things we love best in the Buffyverse from the perspective of the everyday fan. Check out our discussions on characters. Yeah, 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 that's a good point. So, like, Selfish Willow is worse when things start going wrong. Check out Upside Down and Halfway to Happy Land. You can find Upside Down and Halfway to Happy Land on iTunes, or you can check out the website at www.com. 
UpsideDownHappyLand.com. I'd like to thank Brian Arnold from Tweaks Music, who composed our opening theme. Knights of the Guild Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivative, works 3.0, United States license. All rights reserved.